don't sit there one day looking at whatever on the TV, awful weather outside going, oh, if only now it's too late. Let's scene set here. This is an intimate conversation that you're going to listen to between me and one of my best friends who did something incredibly courageous. You're going to hear more about that. But it's 35 degrees outside. We were sat in my stone French home, which was nice and cool. And in the winter, I cursed that French stone wall. But in the summer, it was nice and refreshing. And she agreed to open up the mic and share her journey, her story with everybody who listens to the podcast. So this is a really, really honest, this is a really courageous story that we're talking about here. It's somebody who did that thing that we all dreamed of doing. We left our comfortable home, our life, her family, her job, her friends, everything that she knew from living in a hometown in the UK all of her life to start a new life in France. She's built a business, created a home, overcome many obstacles with the French bureaucracy. So I'm talking to Victoria Alcock. She's so honest. She talks about her regret, her fears, and then also about how COVID, making the most of the COVID situation and the lockdown, helped her to flip that into being courageous and positive about making the most of her life's opportunities, about how short life is, to literally create a life in the sun, a new life in the sun. Isn't that incredible? Now, it's not an altogether happy, easy story to listen to, but there are so many life lessons that she shares. I can't wait for you to hear it and I can't wait to hear what you think of it. So please do tag me over on socials, on Instagram at I am Sue Parker, and please share this episode because I know there are lots of people who will get value from it. So Vicky, thank you for joining us on the Lifestyle Entrepreneur Show today. You're very welcome. I'm glad to be here. What I'd really like to do is just fill our listeners in on your story, which is, you know, the whole moving to France, setting up a Jeep business, set, changing your career, leaving the nine to five. So perhaps just take us back to where you were 10 years ago, how old you were when things started to change, how old you are now. If you, I know I shouldn't ask that of a woman, but I'm going to ask that because we're all dying to know how old are you when you make these breakthrough moments and these big decisions so if you could just, just roll back 10 or 13 years and just tell me what was your life up until then and then what, what started to change, what happened? Regular work, I worked in opticians and then 10 years ago decided this is it, I want out and I would like to set up a cake business, afternoon tea business with my sister. And I took the leap. Uh, my husband had got a good job, he said go for it, so I did. It was scary but it was something that I really, really wanted to do. Uh, so, yes, yeah, so then I was 43. And then at the age of 48, it was like, OK, let's move to France. Let's do this. And it was very, very scary. And I can't quite believe when you look back over that time that so much has happened in, it seems like, days and not 10 years. It's gone so, so quick. Massive changes. Oh. Wow. So I guess there are so many questions, aren't there, about, you know, what, did you always have this plan to move to France and set up the Jeep business and start working for yourself? Well, no. Clearly not, because you started a cake <laughs> business with your sister. Yeah, and I can't was... imagine you did that thinking you were going to leave. Yeah, it was never the plan, ever the plan. No, it was the, the ultimate aim was to work for myself. Um, even better that I was working with my sister and to do something that I loved. So it didn't feel like a job. Yeah. It was my passion. I love baking, still do. 
And that's what we made, you know, a little career out of. And it was fantastic. I met some amazing people. Um, the, the France move was all my husband, really. But obviously, I was going to go along with it to support him. And it, but it was still a massive shock and a kind of, what am I doing? What are we doing? How are we even here? <laughs> so, yeah, it was all kind of, okay, this is happening. Go with it for a little bit and see how it takes us. And it's been a very, very bumpy road, not going to lie. But today, here where we are, and it gets better. So it was always your husband's dream and you kind of, you, but it, it was, was it your dream as well? Did you have this vision that it would be idyllic? Did, was there an element of that or was it, or I don't know, what, what, was go, what was going on there? Like, how does that conversation come about and how do you then, or did you just not believe that it was ever possible for you? What, what was I didn't going think on it was ever going to happen. It was one of those like, let's humour him and let's go, yeah, okay, this could happen. <laughs> but after being over here, you know, beautiful place where we are now, um, spending time, be it, you do get the rose-tinted glass going, oh, actually, yeah, this is really nice. But that's not reality, you know. And, and it's so, uh, but I really and truly never thought it was going to happen. I just thought this is something, he's got this idea in his head. Um, he's, it'll run its course. Something will change. But it didn't. It just got bigger and bigger and bigger, and it just then it ended up a bit of a roller coaster. And yeah, we did it. So, did you say was it forty four? You till you were forty yeah, so four. You were forty. Yeah, forty three. I just turned forty three when I left a ten job. year job at the opticians. Wow. Prior to that, I'd been at a record shop for fourteen years, which was fantastic. I loved that time. Um, so I've always been kind of stuck with something for quite a while. So any big change is huge. Yeah, yeah and a regular salary. A regular salary. Comfort, security, yeah. mortgage, yeah. I'm guessing, yeah. regular house. Everything as it was, routine, everything was just great. Obviously, like everybody, we had ups and downs. Um, but yeah, just familiarity, comfort. This is my life. I'm loving it. You know, I never really thought that this was going to be an option. And so then from the age of 43 because I think maybe because I made that leap of leaving a nine-to-five my husband had got a good job but was getting to the point where he hated it Mm. and he could see there was more to life and wanted to make more of everything Mm. um and yeah it just kind of got more and more sort of into the conversation to start looking for houses and and then but even to that point when we actually came here and looked at houses it's like yeah it's never gonna happen Mm, still felt unreal totally it was like mm. a dream it's you know not particularly like an idyllic dream it was just like this is just um unreachable mm, mm, mm. so so you you you've left the nine-to-five you you know you, you were both by the sounds of it leaving your nine-to-five what were you looking for what were you seeking at that time like it more autonomy like to do what to do the things your way like why did why did you get into having a business being your being your own boss to just be that to be my own boss to be to do something that I wanted to do rather than had to do it Mm. um to feel like it wasn't a job and to have that flexibility to say okay I don't have to do or I don't want to go to work today but we can do this tomorrow it's Mm. fine have a lot more freedom um but still obviously earn money to live mm. but enjoy doing it mm. and doing that made me 
think I can I can do this, whatever it may be in the future. I never want to go back to work for somebody else. Yeah, this is and and that's not that's not changed. No. This this idea of flexibility and time freedom, the ability to dictate your own working hours, I think is so powerful. It's like it's the perfect work life balance you can dictate, and some people don't. And I, I'm sure we'll get onto this um, with how your lives have turned out, but it, it's it's that that element of freedom that you just don't get from staying in a career for 14 years and then another oh, 10 years like yeah, that you experience. Completely. And don't get me wrong, the jobs that I had, let's say the record shop, I absolutely loved it. The opticians wasn't great most of the time, but I made, there was good friends and it was good. I stayed for 10 years, so there must have been something about it. Mm. Um, close to home and, and things like that. But the, the flexibility is kind of like a, a release mm. when you go, you know what, it's me now. I'm in charge mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I but again it was something I always wanted to do but never thought it was achievable because you get into that mindset of we need to have a nine-to-five job mm-hmm. to have a regular wage mm-hmm. to pay the bills mm-hmm. and you don't think that you can go off and do it on your own you mm-hmm. think it's for other people yeah it's interesting because also when you when you told the story you got a sense that it wasn't your idea you weren't the one pushing for it you were the mm-hmm. one being a bit more apprehensive what do you think in the beginning, how did you, so you landed in France, you got the house, you started the business. How, what was your mindset around that time? Fear, <laughs> more than anything. Fear, shock. Uh, I was really scared mm. and homesick. And it, it probably initially for the first few months, once I'd kind of got used to the fact, okay, this is it. This is, we have this now. We have to make it work because we have nothing else. Um, we were focused on stuff, so we were busy. But as soon as things had kind of been put into place and we were waiting for things to happen as regards the Jeep business, which we were very lucky and we got bookings and this, that and the other, then the mind thinks, hang on a minute, I seem to be missing out so much on my old home life, my friends, which I hold really dear, my family. It was very, very difficult. And I think... My husband missed it too, but not to that extent. He used to work nights, so he didn't have the social life that I had. He had a lot of friends, still has. But I think for men and women, it's completely different. It's an emotional feeling for a woman, whereas a man's like, I want to do this. It's practical. Let's do it. Mm. So, yeah, it was really difficult. That's interesting. So um, so you got here. It was quite isolating. You felt quite lonely, quite fearful. Obviously, the language is different. Actually, I just want to fill in a little gap for some of our listeners. Um, a Jeep business that we're referring to is, is well, kind of like, well, it's a hotel. It's a self, accommodation. Self-catering, yeah. Self-catering a holiday cottage, yeah. Yeah, so, so these guys have, have got accommodation here in southwest of France. It's a beautiful, re- beautiful region in France. It really is very picturesque and idyllic. And in a lot of ways that expats do make money here is they have extra properties and you can book them on Airbnb or booking.com and, mm-hmm. and it's all that that you've had to get legal and registered and yeah. set up because you didn't buy a business ready established no, I'm guessing. No. We, we, we prepared it we bought a, we bought a property that had that ability to have a separate holiday cottage mm-hmm. but it was from scratch we had to renov- well not renovate it but we had to do it up to the standard we wanted then had to go into all the legal requirements. What do we need to do to register? What have we got? So, yes, it was all completely unknown. Mm-hmm. Even if we did, we did a little bit of research before coming to kind of get a basic knowledge, but it's still un- until you get here and start to do it, then. 
but that you know it's but you have to find it out for yourself mm. you don't don't be there's lots of people that will help you and guide you but ultimately you need to find it all out for yourself because mm. there's people that will steer you in the wrong direction mm. so it's uh, yeah so yeah massive learning curve mm. so when you arrived you you was full of regret you, you didn't you thought it was a bad decision yeah and, and, yeah. and like looking back what do you wish you'd was that serving you? Did that help you in any way? Or how would you wish you'd been different in that time? I think I wished, I wished I'd not had to go through that. I wish I'd, I'd had probably in my head a stronger mindset mm-hmm. to go, yes, I can do it. Don't be scared. Mm-hmm. If it doesn't work, we can go back. Somehow we will work it out. But when you're in the midst of it and have left everything behind and cut all ties, no financial you know, sort of stability back in the UK or wherever. Um, yeah, it's scary. So mm. it's kind of like, we've got to do it. We've got to do it. But then the fear takes over and you can't settle to it. And initially, even the, even to the day that we bought the house and we weren't living here, the day after is like, what, what have we done? Can we just have it as a holiday home, please? <laughs> and, you know, obviously that was never going to be a viable option. Financially, we had to do it that way. So mm. it, uh, it took a, bit of time Lock, stock. Yeah. yeah I can imagine I can imagine you you hinted there about you wishing you were more optimistic more positive mm-hmm. in that mindset and have that strong mindset but I, I can imagine you know it feels like grief almost you mm. know grief yeah. for your old life yeah all the things that we're comfortable with yeah it's and massive it's like an empty feeling and you, you know like you say when you lose some somebody or something that's very dear to you it's like an empty hole in you mm. and it's you know it's just unless you've been through it you can't I can kind of describe it but unless you've been through it you won't know the full feeling and yeah it's just really really difficult and there was highs and lows and there were certain times that go yeah okay I can do this this is fine mm. and then other times like this is you know a little problem then was insurmountable mm. whereas mm. now I go okay this is frustrating, but we can deal with it. And it's just that time frame that's kind of helped. Mm. Mm. Yeah, and that strong mindset that you've obviously worked on to become more resilient yeah. to all and, of these things. But if somebody, I, I don't, I still don't think I have it, but I must have it somewhere, otherwise I wouldn't be here today still doing it. Yeah, yeah. I guess it comes back around to that. We're not a finished article. You know, mm-hmm. how you are now and how you were 10 years ago, like the things you've learned and overcome, the obstacles yeah. from 10 years ago to now, when we were talking about it before we started chatting today, you were like, I can't believe that actually I've done all that and, and in 10 years. And, and then to think 10 years in the future, you'll be even stronger and, and more resilient than you are now. And, and we just don't think that. I, want, I shared this really powerful exercise on a previous podcast episode and I really say listeners if you you know you can take a pen and paper at any point and just map back the last 10 years it will be easier to map your future 10 years because you'll see how far you've come yeah I remember you 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 touched on a few things about not having any financial like ties in the UK or or security or anything left back home and Dan and Flea I had on the podcast last week or a couple of weeks ago they very much talk about financial freedom in the sense of not having bills or ties or mortgages or property in different countries. Theirs is a very off-grid living. It's a yes, completely different mindset. Totally different. But isn't this just like reflective of our upbringing? Like we believe that we are safe and secure when we have a mortgaged house in a town yes. and we have regular income that's guaranteed, like the job. 
And because of that mindset, I believe many of us as entrepreneurs really struggle at the beginning because you're not making any money for ages or it's ups and downs, it's feast and famine. Yeah, Um, completely. You've got to somehow figure it out for yourself. And and almost that perception makes you feel like you're not financially independent, even though you, you are perfectly financially independent. It's that that I don't know that perception of what stability should be and what security should be and and they yeah. kind of gave a different perspective on it so it's quite interesting our upbringings and their upbringings and how we've come yes, to this completely it's marrying. just yeah because it is it's like you say you're comfortable and happy if you have like you say it, okay it's a nine-to-five job but you still have a mortgage you still have um responsibilities you still have so realistically your life is mapped out for you in that sense if you're going to keep at it which is great if that's what you want Mm. but then if you look back and regret it or you're you're tied to it basically so it's just having that whether it's an idea or whether it's just a, a strength to go you know what let's just do it and that is the scary thing and that's the thing I never ever thought that I would do ever and I think if it was left to me, it wouldn't have, it wouldn't have happened. <laughs> well, we'll come to how you feel about it because I'm just dying to say, well, how do you feel about it now? But <laughs> you t- I wanted to just touch on something else. You touched, we're talking a lot about comfort zones. We're talking a lot about stability and, you know, staying in our comfort zone. And, and often that's the place that we don't grow. And, let, you know, you talked to me about feeling alive and, and doing mm. things. And I wanted to say, you said that when you first arrived, it felt like everyone else was carrying on as normal. Mm-hmm. And they were still, you felt like you were missing out. But yeah. there was all those moments you'd taken for granted when you were in the UK with those friends and family. You were like, now, now I'm missing those. Yeah. And you've yeah. got that, that sort of time. I mean, how, how do you handle that? You know, everyone else is doing something else. And I'm going to go and do this thing over here. And I've got to have faith that I'm doing the right thing. Yeah. I guess in that mindset, you didn't feel like you were doing the right thing, but... How do you handle that now, knowing that you're doing something different? Now, I think it just it just is it's just evolved. It just is. It just it, this is this is my life now. This is how I I still can't quite believe I've got to this stage. When at the very beginning, like you say I felt I was missing out, missing all the special memories with friends and family, stuff that we would take for granted, but enjoyed nonetheless being there. But then all of a sudden it was not taken away from me because I've, I'd gone away from it mm. and I didn't have that here. And that was that was really lonely and really scary and thinking this is not what I want. Whereas now I think, you know what, actually, I've met amazing people. I've got some amazing friends. Still got my amazing friends from back in the UK and they'll never go. And um, I've got my family. There's more opportunities. And when we spend time together, it's quality time. So there is, there has come a lot of positive out of it, but going back two or three years when we first, you know, sort of started to kind of, okay, let's do mm. this then. Yeah, the, I didn't think that would ever, ever mm. be like, it was, yeah, not a great place. And when you, when you arrived here, you talked to me before about, about, you know, not knowing how to do anything, even the simple stuff seemed really hard. What would you, what mistake do you see people make that move countries or go to set up businesses and things that you've learned from that you wish you'd done? I think they do think that, you know, like they see other people doing it on TV. So, yes, it, that's, that's reality because it is actual couples, families doing it. But, of course, it's TV. So they're going to highlight the really good bits. They'll show the little bit of the bad bits, but they show it all lovely at the end of it. 
and that's not what it is. And and it's like I suppose somebody going on holiday, finding a beautiful place. This is what well, this is what I want my life to be. And you could be in the best place in the world wherever you want to be. Your I- absolute ideal place with whoever you want to be, and it's still not going to be perfect. But I think yeah, it's rose tinted glasses, and you just have to kind of. I suppose you just you, you when you deal with it. Mm. Then you, when you're in the midst of it, then you go, oh, actually, yeah, this is not. But I, I, I didn't know what to expect because I think I was so scared of it anyway. But then when you're here and when you do get beautiful weather days and you get it's just quiet and peaceful and friends and family do come to stay, it's like, this is great. And then normality hits again. It's like, okay. you know. So, yeah, it's just quite difficult to explain. Mm. But, yeah, it's not... You need to do your research. You need to really want it <laughs> um, or be prepared to kind of really, really work at it. And you will hit many highs, many lows. Mm. But if you, you know, you just keep going and it'll become what you want it to become. And it, you know, and just, and then look back on it and go, wow, that's never thought this would be. Mm. And so, yeah, it is, it is. But yeah, do your research, do make sure it's something that you do, you know, really want as much as you do, you do think you want it. I know it's really difficult to explain, um, but go for it. Do it. Don't regret it. That's mm. the thing. And I did initially, but now not. So what changed? Well, uh, what, you, you'd arrived you know you felt really lonely you were struggling through the, the bureaucracy you've got relationship strain financial strain mm-hmm. you're missing your family and things what 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 triggered the change do you think in you to for you to spin that you, you almost reframed the whole it was yeah and that, life-changing experience yeah and 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 at that point where it was really low and thinking i really can't do this i went back to the uk for a month i spent time with my fam- family and friends and it was so hard even though my husband was here it was hard for me to come back I was a bit and it took so long and then the pandemic hit mm-hmm. I had no choice I couldn't go anywhere people friends and family couldn't come to see me so it's kind of I've got to make it work because this is a really bad situation for everybody as it is so I can't we and, and it actually we got closer to our neighbours mm-hmm. and become really really good friends with them we supported each other we had drinks over the fence every Friday night which was a focus for us because we were all in the same position and even family said to us you are so lucky to be where you are because we've got space we didn't see anybody we were in we actually were in the perfect place to be so I'm thinking actually yeah it's not so bad we're safe that's the main thing family didn't want us to even attempt to try to travel if we could have done and vice versa um so I think that enforced having to stay here as awful as a whole situation worldwide was it actually helped me in that selfishness if you like um to say well I, I can't do anything about it and so it made me appreciate what we got where we were what we were trying to do have time to sort stuff out and I but then I started to not put down roots as such but feel more settled and now we thought okay I always saw our house as it's just where I live. Mm. It's bricks and mortar. It's this is it. I'm not bothered. It's not my home like it was in the UK. Now we've started to do things to it 
I feel more it's us. Mm. And it's just so, yeah, that's... And, again, the support of some amazing friends, both here and back in the UK. You're making it more your home for the next chapter. Yes, yes. yeah. yeah. Even, if, even if that's not forever here. Yeah, and it, and it isn't, but we're making it the best that we can now mm. and, you know, making it how we want it to be. And then we'll get to that end of the chapter and go, right, we're ready to move on. Mm. And, you know, and hopefully achieved what we wanted to achieve. Mm. You get the sense that, you know, family, friends, that community, that community is really important to you and obviously your husband that dragged you all, all the way to France initially <laughs> and granted not now but you get the sense of how important those people are to you and I wonder if it's both a strength and a weakness your your desire to people please to mm-hmm. make them happy to if yeah. that's something that maybe that's not doesn't help me in a great deal but then I've always been the same I've never been any different and like you say yeah my family and friends are massively important to me and so are my husbands but I think like I said before for men and women totally different um but uh, yeah. headline news there yeah. he's just announced she's got husbands <laughs> <laughs> on the podcast Oh no, one is more than enough. One is more than enough. I love him dearly. Um, yeah, so so massively important to me. And as bad as it was to miss them all, I always knew that realistically, as long as I, if I called out to them and let them in, then they were there for me. Mm-hmm. But I had to find that strength to be able to do it without being a complete mess. Mm-hmm. And then think, are oh, they're going to be worried now because they think I'm not coping. So it was very, it was a fine line. Mm. It was a fine line, mm. but yeah. I feel like we have this, in, this internal monologue a lot, don't we? I don't want to tell somebody I'm struggling or I'm not happy because I don't want them to either think less of me, but also I don't want them to worry and I don't want them to then get involved in this or that or the other problem or, or, or feel the burden of this. Yeah, exactly. So we, can't, we battle so much alone. I think... I know earlier on when we were talking about what what kind of advice would you give other people and you said about you'd you'd sought external help, you got other people, translators, or you got people who could help sort out the registering a business, for example, Mm. because all the bureaucracy over in in France is absolutely abysmal. (laughs) But, (laughs) but, you know, that's really sound advice. But in the early days, and I know because I'm doing the visa application process now, Uh Yeah. You feel like you should do it all yourself. Exactly. You're, you're useless if you can't figure this out. Surely someone can fill a form in and submit it. And, and I guess you kind of went through that. Oh, totally. In the because, early days as well. Yeah, because you felt if, we, if, you, if I asked for help or um, admitted that I don't understand this, I can't do this, I don't, you've just spoken to me in French, I don't know what you said, that if I admitted not, I didn't understand any or couldn't cope with it, I was a failure. Yeah. Wow, isn't it? Which isn't is that, ridiculous. Like, but it's, yeah. We've never seen this system before. We've no. never filled in these forms. We've never been on this website before. I mean, even, you know, .gov stuff in the UK can be a pain. So, yeah, we have this, this perfectionism within us that says yeah. it's black or white. You either can do it or you can't do yeah. it. It's that fixed mindset. But, you know, all, of, all the while you've talked through all of this, it's like it's clear you have a growth mindset. You've, you've been through ups, highs and lows emotionally, mm-hmm. financially relationship but just life-wise and we you've grown through all of that 
and becoming more resilient. But we're never done. We're always no, learning. Never, There's always oh, yeah. something new that you're not going to know. And, and yeah. isn't it wrong that we feel that we can't, we can't admit is. that? And then when you take away that fear of asking for help and somebody's like so nice and so helpful and genuine, you go, why did I not ask for this before? But it is, it's just taking that leap of faith to go, okay, I'm not perfect. I don't know anything. And I've got to tell myself I am not stupid. I'm not silly. I just don't know because this is completely alien to me. I, I really don't know. Mm-hmm. And I, but I even had a phase that when it was getting so difficult, cause I, I don't understand it. Um, I'd say, you know, if we move ever move back to the UK, anything I have to deal bureaucracy wise, throw it at me. I can deal with it. If I can do this, <laughs> I can do that. I can do anything. <laughs> yeah. Don't throw me your worst thing. It's like, the, yeah. I, oh, I love that. Yeah, yeah. It was. I was reading actually. Um, Be your future self now. A book book by Benjamin Hardy. And in it, he talks about this guy who wanted to become like the champion of some like, I don't know, martial arts Mm -hmm. thing. So he would go up in his practice against like the toughest, most experienced guy at this training center. And he was just like, if I can beat this guy, I can win the championships. There's no point me beating these other people because I know they can't do it. I got to beat this guy. And he just kept being beaten and beaten and beaten. And I feel like to a certain degree, that's what entrepreneurship is. And that's certainly what moving to another country can do. feel like doing you. You just got to take it and know that it's part of the experience. Yeah, yeah. Go for it. Deep breaths. So reflecting back now, how many years have you been here? Uh, we're into our sixth year now. Wow. Yeah. So reflecting back the last six years, you've spent a good two of them not quite in a negative space. Mm -hmm. Pandemic hit, you flipped it. You just, Mm -hmm. you just reframed that whole experience. Do you regret the decision to move here now? And how would you view it? No, I don't regret it. I'm glad we did it. We've done it. We're doing it. Um, Why? I just think it's just the experience, the difference of life's too short. Life is crabby. If you can do it, if you're lucky enough to be able to do it, no matter how hard it is, just do it. Because we've spoken to friends, family even, that have wished they'd done stuff and got to that age where they think they're too old to do it and regret it and go oh if I was so many years younger I'd do it or I'm not brave enough but I would love to be able to do it and you think and and it it literally does go back to that if I can do it seriously anybody can do it because I'm the biggest wimp I'm the biggest homebody and I like comfort and everything so this is just so far out what of anything I would ever have imagined that I would do or see me do it in the future um it's not forever I think we will move back to the UK at some point in the next 10 years or so, possibly, sooner, possibly, longer. I don't know. Um, but now it's just try and make the most of it, grab the opportunities we've got mm. and just, yeah, make the most of it and, and look at what we've got and go, wow, we've achieved this and I can't believe and I mm. never thought we would. And it's still even now because you do say you do take stuff for granted because you get in your own bubble and, you know, we're working over here. So you get as you do in the UK, you just get involved in your day to day. And it's only every so often that you sit. It's like looking up at the stars and going, oh, my God, it's amazing. This is we've we've got this. We've worked for this. 
So, and, and it really makes you appreciate it. And after, like you say, after so many weeks of kind of not noticing, something will make you stop mm-hmm. and go, really, is this ours? Is this, is this what we've done? And yeah, pinch so me. pinch me yeah. because, yeah. So as I say, it's not um, all um, sparkles and everything's wonderful. It's just normal life in a different country with amazing people and we're working hard for it and trying to make it work. Mm. And so, no, I don't regret it. I think it would have been one of those that if we hadn't done it, there would have been regret and resentment. Yeah. So, what um, if? Yeah. What mm. if? Mm. Yeah. I love that that you said it's for the experience of it and you're you're quite you know resolved for the it might not be forever you know mm-hmm. we're going to do this it's like this is this phase of life but I've experienced it mm-hmm. I'm making the most of this opportunity yeah and we were kind of talking about this the other day that you know when we had European passports we're British citizens we didn't make the most of the fact that we could travel to all these countries no, freely, no. liberally. <laughs> and now we've got this 90-day restriction and visas and, and horrible situations, systems to go through. And I felt, I felt like, uh, why, didn't, why didn't we take those opportunities? And we were reeling off all these things. Well, because we bought a house and you had a mortgage and you felt like you were tired and you couldn't do this. So it's really brave what you've done and, and you. courageous. And not just that, I, I think it's inspiring because I hope to experience life more and I hope that everybody listening feels that they can experience more of their dream like you've done. I mean, you were, oh, if I wanted to sort of <laughs> give an analogy for what you've described, I feel like what you've said is I was in my home on my sofa one day with a friend and then I was catapulted <laughs> out of my chair into space. That's perfect. Landed on the moon and told to get on with it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I like that. I still remember that. <laughs> and sometimes I think your story is kind of one of those where it's like we can just keep edging outside our comfort zone and doing a little bit more that's different than our friends different than our family that feels a bit against the norm or we can blooming well just like dive into the deep water of the ocean and just go I'm going to swim as far away from here as possible and just like I say catapult myself onto a desert island (laughs) or the moon and and figure it out and I love that and I, I know that some of you listening, you that is exactly what you've done. You have just catapulted yourself out and you're like, oh, I'm on this island, I'm isolated, I have nobody to turn to. And I want you to know that you're not alone because there's loads of people like Vicky here today. Um, and that's what I really want to start with the lifestyle entrepreneur community. Vicky, if you had one final sort of message that you would like or or lesson from your journey up to the press because I, I want to do a revisited with this okay. I want to like come okay. back to you in <laughs> two years time or 12 months time or maybe five years time or whatever and just say okay what where how has this evolved how has the business evolved how's the life evolved where are you living now and how's your mindset grown and your growth here but if there's one final sort of message you would leave people or story you would tell people that you think will really really empower them what would it be Oh, that's a difficult one. It, I mean, it, it boils down to, and I suppose it's a bit of a, not a cliche, but it is like, just grab life, just do it. We've we've only got one life. And like I said previously, I'm the biggest wimp. If if I can do it, anybody can. And if there is a little dream, whether how, how little or big it is, if you think, you know what, I would really love to try that, just do it. Because it, you don't want to get to that stage where you you just can't do it anymore or life's passed you by and you think because you know you'll just regret it and life is for making amazing memories experiences 
and just try and just enjoy mm. and just do it. And, you know, yes, it's tough. Yes, it's hard. Everybody's different. Um, some people are just going all guns blazing and that's fine. Other people will be like me and just be so scared. But just do it. Mm. Don't regret it. Just, mm. yeah, and do it, for you. do it for you. I did it because I love my husband <laughs> and, and he isn't, he's lovely. Don't, you know, you say, I'm probably painting him as a bad guy in this, but he's not. He wanted it because of, of things that had happened to him. And, um, you know, he was like, this again, life is too short. So just do it and enjoy every minute and never regret it. Don't sit there one day looking at, you know, whatever on the TV, awful weather outside going, oh, if only now it's too late. Beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing your story and I can't wait to see you involved. Thank you very much. Congratulations for showing up and being one of the 8% that actually turn their dreams into reality. I appreciate you for listening and I am committed to helping you improve the quality of your life. For more resources, make sure you check out the show notes underneath. Don't forget to hit subscribe and leave me a five-star review. And remember, you are incredible. And if you dream it, you can achieve it. Bye.